podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 14th. 2023, our second show of the new year. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. How are Hello. you, G-Man? I am well, Andy. I am very well, and a, a buoyant start to the to the new year for us, too. So uh, I'm excited to have a, have a different guest on this weekend to cover last, week, uh, last week's guest's picks, uh, but I'll let you do the introduction then. Yeah, no bother at all. So last week we had Jerome Elson. We were running through his picks shortly. He did very, very well indeed. But this week, looking to emulate that, we have regular co-host, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How are you, Joey? Yeah, hey guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well, thanks. Yeah, good. Not yeah, as good as Gordon and Jerome from last week, which we'll get on to yeah, I've got momentarily. Yeah. You do indeed, but um, yeah, let's get to those results and have a quick recap of last week's show. Um, As I said, a great show for Gordo and for Jerome, a relatively poor one for me, summed up uh, with my banker losing on Sunday evening in the Portugal top division, Maritimo versus Sporting, and Maritimo won this game 1-0 thanks to a penalty. Um, but it was totally against the run of form. Like I still look at the stats and don't understand how Sporting have lost that. They even had a reasonable penalty shout denied for themselves. And during About the game, three minutes, three minutes before Maritimo got theirs, um, Sporting fans weren't happy on Twitter because VAR didn't even look at their one. There was lots of claims, and it didn't even go to VAR. And then three minutes later, VAR it was VAR that gave the penalty for Maritimo. It wasn't the referee himself. So. Uh, yeah, controversial, but they should be. They should have more than enough to be a side that's second bottom of the league and hasn't won in forever. That's just poor. Yeah, I mean, and in my banker pick, a team did beat the team who are second bottom of the leagues. This was uh, Sampdoria versus Napoli, and I was taking Napoli away. Uh, they actually missed a penalty seven minutes into this game, which was slightly concerning. Um, they then went up 1-0. Sampdoria got a man sent off. Uh, they weren't coming back from there. Uh, they then went on to win 2 0. So, and Apple went in that slot at 2 2 5. And Jerome rounded off the bankers with <laughs> it looked dodgy for a wee while. It did. Possibly, possibly the lowest odd shout we've ever had on the show with Tottenham to beat Portsmouth in the FA Cup at the phenomenal odds of 1 to 8. <laughs> it's just madness, really. Um, but it did come in thanks to a Harry Kane 50th minute goal and Tottenham won the game 1-0. But at halftime, it may have been looking a wee bit shaky. But all good. All good. So two out of three in the bankers, courtesy of Gordon and Jerome. On to the value picks then. And this was where I had my best result. Aberdeen versus St. Johnson. Very confident in Aberdeen um, getting a few wins soon because they've been good the last few weeks and perhaps the results haven't quite gone their way despite them dominating games. Got back to winning ways here with a with a 2-0 win against St. Johnson at odds of 3-4. to four. Yeah, I got them a 9-10 just before the, the game kicked off. Which Even is, better. Uh, yeah, a great pick there. Um, my only loss of last week was this game. This was Pacos Ferreira versus Chavez. Uh, really fancied Chavez here. Chavez went up 1-0 about 75 minutes in. Thought we were on to a winner there. Uh, Pacos Ferreira got another goal. Um, annoyingly as well, uh, Flashcore displayed it as big chance for um, Chavez. 
Uh, so oh, I was really? like, oh, here we go. We're up to uh, it's one each. So, um, yeah, it was uh, a bit frustrating there. But I'm going to back against Pacos Freya again this week. Interestingly enough, Pacos Freya have Jordan Holdsgrove, who was playing with Celtic Eagle last season, the, mm. the Scottish boy. Um, so, yeah, he he got booked in that game. I seen, I seen Jay Holdsgrove pop up and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's where he's went. So yeah, the only one I didn't get last week was there and it actually led in a fourfold I had on of my own picks. So disappointing, but on to Jerome's. Yeah, Jerome, this was also, he's basically you and Jerome had a very similar week. This was his only slip up of the week across the four sections. His value pick, Guimaraes versus Rio Ave, ended in a nil-nil draw. So a game, if you had any alerts on the go, you wouldn't have heard anything from your phone until... The match was finished and you got a wee full-time nil-nil alert. So one out of three in the bankers. Unfortunate that that was basically the only pick I got in this week and the only pick you guys failed on. So if you'd been trebling them up, we'd managed to uh, manage to get seven picks in, but not hit any three out of three. Um, yeah, and we were zero of three in Portugal overall. Yeah, bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's stay away from Portugal. I said that at the time last week. I was like, this isn't a league I'm normally in. I was forced. My hand was forced because there was no action in Germany, Denmark or Japan, which is which is where I usually do my, my football betting. On to the outsiders. And we're big. I was bigging this up last week that this is probably our most successful category. And we didn't know it at the time. My outsider was on Friday evening um, in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League for Standard Liège versus St. Truden. Um, and the away win for St. Truden was 9-5, to and we were narrowly denied that away win with a 93rd minute standard Liège equaliser. So the game ended one each, um, thanks to a very, very, very late goal, um, and did me out of my 2-1 to outsider, um, which is annoying enough, but even more annoying when you find out what happened to the other two. Yeah, so this is where it gets us to get painful for Andy um, and for well for all of us, but Andy because he took them as a as a tricksy as well. Um, Spezia versus Lecce was my outsider. Thought it would be a draw. No notifications until the end. My favourite type of draw. Nil nil. Nothing happened. Um, which is great actually because I, I I looked at this game and I was so swithering between an away or draw. And I went with draw because I was like, if I pick away, I feel like I'm not going to remember this. And it, yeah, so good draw in there, which led us on to the other end of Jerome's week, which was not back in fucking one to eight shots. Almost he eight. went the other way. Yeah. yeah. He, he went the other way for, in the FA Cup for Sheffield Wednesday versus Newcastle and took the home team Sheffield Wednesday to cause an upset. Pretty massive odds of 11-2, to two, and this paid out after 65 minutes when Wednesday went 2-0 up. Um, Wednesday ended up winning the game 2-1, so an absolutely incredible pick uh, from Jerome. And I know there was some disagreement about this pick in our in our Facebook group, um, especially from Trample Bet co-host Dave Greenfield, who, who was all over Newcastle here, thinking they might win the whole tournament. Um, and in fact, nope, Jerome was correct. His outsider came in at 11-2. to two. Yours came in, Gordo, at, at around 2-1, to one, possibly even slightly higher, which means my Friday night heartache, stoppage time heartache, stopped the outsider treble and several hundred pounds back on a Trixie. I still did pretty well with two out of three, but what a heart, what a heartbreaking way to to be denied the three out of three. Proper Didn't know it at the time, there. though, because it was the first game, but brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, but still a good result. Two out of three outsiders was still, you know, from from a two pound fifty bet on that double, it returned fifty odd quid. Yeah, you can't, can't really grumble with that. And we did, and we did say 
on that show that our outsiders probably would have been our best slot this mm. over the last season anyway. Um, so um, hopefully, hopefully some folks got on and and weren't too heartbroken by St. Troy, uh, the the Liaison St. Troyden game. But I guess that takes us on to the charity, Andy. It does indeed, and I backed the charity bet this week, so it's ten pounds of our own money um, on a selection from each of the hosts. Put it on as a treble at the bookies, and any returns we get back goes to a charity of our choosing. I backed it this week. I don't know why I backed it, Gordon. Um, we usually have a rule set, but we'd obviously had a bit of a break for the World Cup, and then uh, yeah, it's alphabetical. So alphabetical. That's that's why. But I'll be bloody backing it again this week because uh, whoever doesn't get it in, if the other one does, has to has to back the charity. So I uh, ah yeah. Bad St Mirren versus Hearts. I really fancied Hearts. It was a bit of it was a bit of a gamble because they were six to four. So I took a big price shot, um, and the game ended one each. So it didn't come in for me. Interestingly, those two teams play again this weekend. Friday night, yeah, um, was... yeah, Friday night, but at Tyne Castle at Hearts' ground instead of at St Mirren's. So um, Hearts are going to win that game like four 0 Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. just going to come out and go. This is what should have happened at the weekend. Too late for me though, and too late for our charity bit. Too late in the charity slot. Indeed, uh, as Andy alluded to, I got my charity in. This was Genk versus Club Bruges. Uh, I gave a little shout out to Joey uh, to start this this pick off purely because I know he'd have been all over a first half goal that did come in. So uh, oh, yeah. that was that was that was what, what two to nine or, or one to four or something, uh, rightly so. But it was a Club Bruges goal. To start us off. Uh, they went up one nil and Genk came back and won this game three one. Um, great result overall in the charity. They are just. 10 really good this season they are yeah they are i mean really really good they feature they feature quite a lot of joey's write-ups and various different bits as well so i am uh yeah i stayed at when we found out who was going to host this week when I, I generally try and stay out of the leagues that they would be in so i reprimanded myself right out of belgium and turkey for this week <laughs> um yes so charity then andy how did uh, jerome go on uh, Jerome hit again, Leighton Orient versus Doncaster, home win at 7-10, to this came in 1-0, really good week for Jerome, same as yourself Gordon, um, 3 out of 4, the only slot missing being the value, uh, myself, 1 out of 4, the only slot that I hit being the value, so a, mi- a mixed bag overall, but very good weeks for you too, so I'm looking to right the ship a wee bit. Um, Excited to do so. Excited to do so, still feeling aggrieved. That standard Liège ninety third minute equaliser that would have that changes the week from being all right to wonderful. That's that's that was what I'd um, I'd said. Now we've obviously got the hosts chat, and that was the first thing I said when I was talking about this week was that we were a hair away from fine what, margins. Yeah, I, I really because none of the rest of our picks squeaked in. Everything else sailed in that that, that we need. Yeah. You know, if it won, it won comfortably. Um, so yeah, so in there. Yep, I mentioned the Facebook group. Do do join that, guys. Um, free to join. Just search Trample Bet Podcast. Come along, be part of the Facebook group. Get involved in the chat about the picks from the show, about your own picks, um, about what you fancy for this weekend. There's a there's a few hundred, pe- couple of hundred people in there. Two hundred and fifty odd, I think. Um, all talking sports betting. We also have a Patreon channel. Six pound a month to be a member of the Trample Bet Club really helps us out. We really appreciate absolutely everyone. Um. That has that has joined the Trample Bet Club. Um, you get a wee bit extra in return. You get this podcast as a video podcast as soon as we record it. So no waiting for the editing and for it to be to be hosted on um, 
uh, iTunes or, or your podcast provider. You also get a cheat sheet, which is all the picks written down, uh, which is pretty handy. So you don't have to remember which ones you liked from the show or write down or take notes as you listen. So have a wee search www.patreon.com slash trample bet or just search the Patreon app for trample bet and come and be a member of the trample bet club. And yeah, and a, a little roll call, got a new patron this week, Will, as well. So hello, Will. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, looking forward to seeing you on the, on the Patreon. And uh, yeah, you will get all our picks written down. So uh, yeah, excited to hopefully hopefully provide you with some good picks this weekend. I'm hopeful you were on last week on the, on the Outsiders. And also, Will, you will now get the middle section of the podcast. Um, if you're listening to this on just the standard free to listen uh, podcast subscription service, you'll get an advert about now. Um, whereas those of us on Patreon will hear the three of us shoot the breeze about picks that we like this week that perhaps didn't make the show for one reason or another. So we're going to the middle section. You're going to a break. We'll see you in about a minute. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January 14th, 2023. As usual, a banker bet, a value bet, and an outsider bet from each of us in turn, um, and then all wrapped up with a charity pick from each of us, which I will be backing this week as a treble £10 of my own money. Um, all proceeds going to a charity of our choosing. Uh, should, should we hit it? And we'll announce that on next week's show. So let's kick us off with the bankers and I am looking to make up for losing a banker bet. I'm certainly not in Portugal again. Um, I'm in Belgium in the in the Jupiler Pro, Pro League for a team that we spoke about quite a lot uh, in the middle section and also at the beginning of the show. Genk, who host Varagam at home and the home win is 1-4. to four. So that's just pretty standard banker odds. Um, Genk flying high in the Pro League, top of the table after 19 games with 49 points. They're seven points ahead of second place Royal Union SG. Uh, Varagam second bottom of the table. So you've got top versus second bottom. Gordon, that's the, the spot. That, that's the spot, yeah. <laughs> sweet spot that you like. Um, they've only got 16 points from their 19 matches. So there's a huge gulf there. Um, Genk have now won 10 matches in a row at home across all competitions, albeit one of them was a, was a cup game that um, was a draw after 90 minutes and they went on to win. But 10, 10 matches in a row at home. All Ws, and they also lead uh, lead the way in the league's home matches table. Twenty eight points taken from 10, 10 home games this season, which is really good. That's nine wins, one draw, no losses. That's you know they're absolutely solid at home, and they're playing the team that's second bottom of the league. So you know, form wise, twelve points from the last five games for Genk. Varagam, they've only managed the five. The last ten times this match has been played at Genk Stadium, Genk have won nine of them. So that's that's just everything here. 
it's completely lopsided in every regard, and Genk should win it comfortably. Um, I'm pretty happy with the ones of four odds. Nice one. Okie dokie then. Well, that's good. It's ni- nice to to move on from last week's charity winners into this week's bankers. So it just shows home versus away allows you to do that. Um, when do you think the weekend ends? I'd just like to open this to the floor. In terms of football betting, just, Monday just evening. Great. Well, welcome to Monday <laughs> evening. This good. is that is totally def- fine. Friday yes. to Monday. That's your. That's your. That's your coupon time. Well, this is Cadiz versus Elche. It's 8pm on Monday night, so it's very tenuously in this weekend. But I like this pick so much that I'm putting it in there. Um, last week in the midsection, I talked about how bad Elche were, and I went back to Celta Vigo to beat them uh, at even money. It came in. Uh, Celta Vigo won that game 1-0. Now, Cadiz have got to play them this week, and I just see the same result happening again. Um, I'm actually going to be more conservative and take the double chance. So the double chance on this is one, two to nine, one to three, one to four, depending on where where you get it at here. Um, so let's talk about Kadith. Let's talk about Elche. I explained how poor Elche are at general football. Uh, they've taken four points from 16 games. Um, Kadith aren't much better. They've taken 15 points from 16 games. But... They've taken eight in their last five against some pretty good teams in there as well. Um, so if you look at their, their most recent form, Cadiz have beaten Valencia away from home um, during the kind of World cup break as well. They played some friendlies that really tuned them up, beating Man United, beating Roma in there. So they went and played quite good teams over this. Um, Elche didn't. They, they lost to Cueta in the cup. <laughs> they lost to Celta Vigo last week. They lost to Atletico Madrid. You know the home when when Cadiz play this game, they tend to win it uh, at home. They they tend to do quite well. The last time they played was a three 0 win for Cadiz in there. Um, I'd have loved them to be in a value, but I think it's actually better as a banker in here and just taking the double chance. The only result I can see Elche squeaking is some kind of freak draw where they where they did like much like my uh, value last week. Um, that ended up a draw in there when I'd backed the home team against a rubbish out, uh, a rubbish away team. Um, so yeah, you'll you'll get Cadiz one to three, one to four, races around there two to nine, um, and I, I just think that that's that Elche are so shit. <laughs> they are segunda fodder. Um, so yes, Joey, what what do you have banker wise for us? And where are you taking us? Yeah, so as much as I wanted to do a full Turkish slate this week, um. <laughs> Looking at those prices for the English Premier League, I could not forget to leave. I had to make sure I brought Brentford to the table, and you can get a Brentford win at 1.65 against Bournemouth. That's at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. And Brentford sit ninth in the table, ninth in the league on 26 points, scoring 30 goals, conceding 28, while Bournemouth sit 16th on 16 points, and they're only one point outside the relegation zone. Looking at the recent form, Brentford are coming off a tough 1-0 loss to West Ham in the FA Cup, but that's not as bad of a loss as Bournemouth had to suffer in the uh, FA Cup, losing 2-4 to Burnley at home. Granted, Burnley are likely going to be one of the automatic promotion spots, so you would hope they're playing at Premier League caliber, but if they are playing at Premier League caliber, that's not a good sign for Bournemouth. That's not a good sign. (laughs) Because that means Bournemouth have lost now five straight matches on the spin. 
and they're only two wins in the last 12 matches or last 12 matches overall. Both came against Everton, both at home. Um, Brentford have won three of their last four league matches, including scalps off Manchester City and Liverpool. And they're unbeaten in six league matches on the spin, while only, while only losing once in their nine home matches this season. It's obviously going to be a big miss um, if Ivan Tony isn't able to return to match fitness or ends up getting convicted of his gambling crimes. Yeah, if he's um, listening to this podcast, he's probably <laughs> doing something wrong at the moment. Exactly. You're suggesting. But even in the two matches where Brentford haven't had Ivan Tony uh, playing, they've still scored five goals. And Bournemouth have also lost six of their nine away matches this season, failing to cover a plus 1.5 handicap. So losing by two plus goals in four of those six. So really not going to overthink this and like to boost the odds of the banker trouble with the little uh, 1.65 shout. I've always liked yeah. you as a guest, Joey. No one eight shots in there. Just stay in. We'll review next week if it wins. Yeah, I guess that's the important part. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Joey, I like it. So the treble, if you fancied uh, combining the three bankers as a treble, Genk, Cadiz or draw, and Brentford is currently 1.52 to 1. Um, so that's that's pretty good for, you know, three results we're pretty certain are going to happen this weekend. On to the value picks. Uh, these tend to be higher in odds, usually around even money. Um, something we think that, you know, has a really good shot of coming in. Um, a, a decent price. My game is again in the uh, Belgian Jupiler Pro League on Saturday at quarter past five. Eupen versus St. Truden, and, and I'm sticking with St. Truden here. They were my outsider last week and they narrowly, narrowly lost because of a 93rd minute equaliser. But their performance was impressive um, and I think they probably deserve to win that match as Liège scored with what was their only shot on target in the entire game. Uh, in stoppage time and Eupen are just an easier opponent than Liège uh, so Eupen are 13th in the league they've got 19 points while St Truden are 8th and they're on 27 points but the really telling thing here is the goal difference of the sides uh, St Truden have scored 20 and conceded 20 nice round numbers for a very nice round 0 goal difference uh, whereas Eupen have scored 26 but conceded a massive 40 goals double the amount of goals that Centurion have conceded this season. Um, despite being 13th in the table, Eupen are actually 16th, so third bottom when considering only their home matches. Um, so they perform worse away from home uh, than, than their league table position. Um, they've picked up nine points from nine home games. Centurion are the exact opposite. So they're eighth in the table, but they're third when only considering away games, 16 points from 10 away matches. So this is a perfect matchup to have you put at home St. Truden away um, and significantly better than even money for a St. Truden win looks really good to me. So 13 to 10, um, I think there's some value in that for St. Truden to win away at Eupen. Good man. Well, you were all uh, interested to what my value would be considering I provided if you pay that £6.50 a month or £6 a month, you could find all these other values, potential value picks out. But I presented some good ones in there. But I think the best of the bunch is it's Saturday at 1pm. This is at the Arena Garibaldi, the best-named stadium in Italy. Uh, this is Pisa versus Citadella. And it couldn't be two teams in, in such polar opposite form. Pisa are 
hot stuff at the moment at home. Uh, they've won their last five on the spin, beating Brescia, Ascoli, Ternana, Casenza and Medena. Um, Citadel as a waveform is ranked rotten. Their overall form is pish. They have uh, lost four of their last five games with a, a, a win against Genoa as being their last uh, thing that happened in at the start of December on the, the 4th of the 12th. So they haven't won in a while um, away from home. Um, Pisa are the form team in the league at the moment. Their last five games, scored six, conceded zero and taken 11. Um, and they've got 11 points from that in there. Um, Citadel are the third worst team in the league. In their last five games, they've won one of them. That's home and away. Uh, scoring one, conceding eight. So, yeah, it's, it's just... I think that Pisa will have far too much for them just now. They're happy to grind out teams as well. It doesn't even have to be big, sexy wins at the moment. They, they they can do it a bit ugly in there as well. And it's not as if I even went in to have a look and see if any of the guys had like man sent off or anything for Citadel. But but no, they're they're just bad. So um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that that brief summary takes us to ten to eleven for a Pisa home win at Saturday at one p.m. Joey, where are we? What do you got? Yeah, so as I prefaced with my banker pick, um, the rest of this is going to be my trip to Turkey. And uh, we'll start thing off. We'll start this off with the value pick. And we've got two more not so great teams with uh, Umranya Spor hosting Istanbul Spor. And you can get an Umranya Spor win at 1.9. And that's at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. And I say these are two not very good teams because this is a true basement battle on paper with 18th place Umaranyaspor hosting last place Istanbul. <laughs> um, and so this is literally the last two teams in the Turkish league. And a big key to that, or the big reason for that is both sides really struggled to start the season, but lately Umranya have really been starting to turn the corner. And after that three, three draw with Fenerbahce to start the season, they stole my heart immediately. And I've been trying to find a way to bring them to the show. And I think this is our best shot um, because They've picked up three wins in their last six league matches, and they've only lost once during that stretch. Istanbul Spor, on the other hand, have only won once in their last 13 matches in all comps, and they've lost seven straightaway matches in the league. Um, they currently have a minus 20 goal differential. Nice. And That's a, a theme for equal, this section. <laughs> yeah, and an equal minus 10 goal differential away and home. So it's not like they're doing better home, doing better away. They're just shit everywhere. Um, and so the key for me here is going to be how Istanbul, uh, Istanbul score set up. And so Umrani have actually picked up nine of their 14 points away from home this season. And a lot of that success has come because they're able to set, uh, catch teams on the counter. And given the fact that Istanbul score will be missing their main striker, Ibrahim Yilmaz to yell cards, um, they're going to have to kind of switch things around. And I would actually expect them to put some more attacking, a little bit more pacey players up top, which could just lead to them pressing a little bit too hard, which they have actually held the majority possession in the first half, at least in three of their last five away matches playing against teams that are not, well, it's impossible to play against a team lower than them, but um, <laughs> this is a key example of what happened in their last match out um, against Adana Demirspor where they went down one nothing in the first half trying to press and then getting that second goal trying to press for that equalizer they ended up conceding five goals in the second half <laughs> to lose six nothing so while there were plenty of chances that 
they could have potentially scored on, I think Umaranya should have more than enough to catch them on the counter. And I think this will be a good statement when to kind of get their uh, home fans back on their side and give them a little bit of love. So I like getting uh, 1.9 for that. Nice. I like it. I like playing against the team who have lost seven on the spin and conceded five goals in a half. <laughs> yeah, minus twenty goal yeah. difference. Love it. Um, yeah, it's not a good formula, but good for us, hopefully. <laughs> so the value picks, the value treble, Saint Trudens, Pisa, and Umrania Spore combines to seven point three eight to one. Should you fancy a go on all three? On to the outsiders now, um, an area that we do consistently very well in, came so close to three out of three, came came a minute away from three out of three uh, last week. So looking to build on that, although with the big odds on offer and the outsiders, I always buy them as a Trixie, so I only need two of them to come in for it to be a, a successful week. Um, I am in England, a Saturday, good traditional UK kickoff time of 3pm on a Saturday in the Premier League for Nottingham Forest versus Leicester. And taking everything into account, I think it's doing Forest a massive disservice that Leicester are priced up as the favourites in this game. Both teams have 17 points from 18 matches. However, Forest have slightly the better form with eight points from the last five games compared to Leicester's six. Um, when the sides last met in Nottingham in the FA Cup last season, Forest won the game 4-1. Um, okay, since then Leicester have had the revenge at the King Power 4-0 win of their own. But it's the fact that Forest are at home and Forest's recent home form is impressive. Uh, they're now unbeaten in their last six matches at home across all competitions, three wins and three draws. And there's been good teams in there. So so they beat Liverpool, they beat Tottenham, and uh, they also beat Crystal Palace. Um, Jerome will say they're, they're the same level of team, but you know. Maybe not as good as, 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 as Liverpool and Tottenham. Uh, and they've picked up draws against Chelsea, uh, Brentford and Villa. So, you know, those that unbeaten run has been a difficult unbeaten run to achieve and, and they've done it and they're playing well at home. And I don't think Leicester are particularly up to much. I don't. I also don't think Forrest should be the underdog. I don't think, you know, why not? Why are they not the slight favourites here considering the home advantage? So... Odds of seven to four, almost two to one, is good enough for me to have them in my outsider slot this week. Nice one. Uh, that is a massive shite bag pick in comparison to what I'm about to bring to the uh, to about to bring to the Are show. You gonna, here. You're good. You, you saw Jerome do it last week. And yeah, I am looking to emulate standing, that. Standing, standing at the plate, calling a home run. That's what I'm doing here. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, throw me that. Throw me the fastball. Um, so I, I, I'll. I'll preface this by, if you looked at just the standings, you'd think I'd lost it. So this is Lecce versus AC Milan, and I'm taking Lecce at home at 5-1. to one. Um, The standings, let me just tell you. AC Milan are in third, 37 points. Lecce are in 11th with 19 points. Um, so I'll open with that as a gambit, which doesn't sound very good, but let's break it down a wee touch here. Lecce have taken 11 of their last uh, 11 of those 19 points in their last five games and they love playing teams at home that are better than them because they love hitting on the counter. So they played Lazio recently, 2-1 win. They beat Atlanta, 2-1 in there. They lost to Juventus 1-0, which isn't too bad. And they drew with Fiorentina in there at one each in their, in their last home games. AC Milan squeaked past Salernitana when they played away uh, last time because I watched the game because um, I'm itching for AC Milan to 
to, to lose games in here um, and, and to be further away from that. But, you know, they haven't looked fantastic in here. Um, there was a nil-nil draw with Creme and AC here. They played a whole bunch of friendlies in between, but they lost all of them, but I'm not taking any of them into account. Um, if you look at the form recently, they've both taken 11 points from the last five games. Lecce are starting to turn a corner here. They were a team five games back that were solidly in the relegation zone. They've moved themselves up into mid-table. Not quite challenging for Europe, but they've got themselves out of a bit of a pickle there. And I think they're going to do something good in this game. You just look at it, I've got a really good feeling about it in there. I just think that Lecce, are, are, they're starting to turn a corner there. I'd taken them as my, my outside in uh, the outsider slot as a draw last week with Spezia, and they did because they were playing a different type of football. They were playing football where they had to lead really. They were playing away from home. They didn't, I got no notifications. It was a nil-nil draw. It was a pretty even game in there. Um, Roma's last result uh, they played away from home was a two-each draw with AC Milan in there. They had to squeak both those goals right at the end and it was your man Tammy Abraham who saved them right at the end with a 97th minute goal in there. I think Lecce are going to do something this weekend and I think it's going to be a win. So, 5-1, to one, Lecce versus AC Milan. Joey, what you got? Yeah, hopefully uh, bring in the outsider trouble for us. I've got another match in Turkey, and this time I'm going to be in Konya for Konya Spor versus Besiktas. And I like the draw at 3.4. That game's going to be at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Konya Spor sit two points behind Besiktas in seventh place. And I would fully expect this to be a tight affair, given both teams are so close to the actual promotion um, playoff championship spots. Um, but Konyaspor have actually drawn three straight matches and six of their last seven league matches have also been draws. And if you want to get even a little bit further, four straight competitive home matches have technically been draws. If you count the Turkish cup where they drew one, one, and then went on to win three, two, but three straight league matches have been draws for them. And Besiktas have admittedly been on a tear lately, which is, I think why their price is such heavy favorites away from home because they've got eight wins in their last 10 matches in all competitions. But a lot of that sec, a lot of that success has been coming at home with only one win in their last five away matches and three of their five league draws this season have actually come away from home. There've been two draws in the last three meetings between these sides and four draws in the last seven meetings at Konya Spor. So don't really think there's too much more that needs to be said there. I think both teams are more than capable of, scoring goals to catch up and conceding goals if they've gotten that lead. So hopefully this plays out as a nice score draw for us and we get some fireworks. When when you when I said I'd stayed completely out of Turkey, this was the one game I was like, I fucking hope he brings this on. Uh it, there's yeah. so it's so much to love about draws in here. Even when you look at their previous form, great Joey. I love a I love a big green stri- uh, yellow uh, sorry, a big yellow stripe when it comes to <laughs> going to flash score. So I think a great pick in there. Oh yeah. Konya's four have been your sweethearts this season for sure. Yes. <laughs> so that's the three outsiders: Nottingham Forest, Lecce, and a draw in the game between Konya Spor and Besiktas. If you were mental and fancied the big treble, it's fifty-five point one to one. So nice and big, but it shows you the type of odds that we regularly get um, on our outsiders. And two out of three and a Trixie on that will still provide a good a good return if we get we get two of them and hopefully it's all three this week um, some good picks in there they're the main picks from the show now on to the matter of the charity treble which I will be backing this week £10 of our own money 
pick from each of us. All proceeds go to a charity of our choosing. Um, my game is on Sunday, so this might be the last game. Um, and it could all be riding on this. 4.30pm in the English Premier League for the London Derby, Tottenham versus Arsenal. Arsenal, top of the table, got five-point lead over Man City. They've managed 44 points from 17 games. Tottenham are back in fifth with 33 points from their 17 games. Arsenal have been great on the road this year. They've taken 22 points from nine away matches. They're also the most informed team in the league with 13 points from their last five games where they've scored 10 times and conceded only three goals across those five games. So they're, you know, they're really good at the back. Spurs have also had a couple of dodgy games lately. They lost 2-0 at home to Villa and they were absolutely dreadful in the first half away at Palace. Um, I don't know if you, you watched that game. They were they're really ranked. bad. Hardly, yeah. hardly any attacks and hardly any touches in the opponent's box during that first 45 minutes. Okay, they did go on and win the game 4-0, right? But that was thanks to a really quick Harry Kane brace at the start of the second half. But up till that point, they'd, they'd been god-awful and they won't get away with that against Arsenal. Um, the trend that Arsenal will need to buck here is that the last seven times these sides have met, the game has been won by the home team. But I believe they've got enough to reverse that trend this time round, especially if they manage to keep Harry Kane quiet, which with their defensive record so far, I think they will. Uh, so they're my charity pick for the weekend, and it'll be fun to watch this game on TV Super Sunday and support the Gunners to bring in the, the charity treble. I would be so much happier if you just weren't back in Arsenal, just in life, just overall, because I've just been around you too much back in Arsenal. I just, I, but, but I think, I think obviously being an Arsenal fan that you are is perfectly acceptable to do so. But um, yeah, I think they will go out and win this game uh, against Tottenham. Uh, that Palace half was horrible. They look like they're it's a awful. team. Conte is on the brink there, and he? he's just he's he it keeps just, squeaked along here. It all dep- yeah. So they didn't get punished by Palace in that first half, and if they did, that game would have been so different. Yeah. Um, so if if they start like that and Arsenal just get in about them, you could be early paid out. Yeah, quickly. I, 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 Arsenal even looked quite good when they brought on their players last night. They they, they ran out of the cut of boy, younger, oh, cup, younger yeah, fellas for... last night, but it, they, they they were good when they brought that on. So charity. Um, I'm in Portugal. Um, this is Rio Ave versus Pacos Ferreira, and although this team let me down last week. I still think that these are two teams that let us down last week because uh, Jerome was on Guimarães versus Real Ave. Um, Pacos Ferreira have still only taken, they've taken one point away from home all this season. Uh, that's from seven games, scored four, conceded 15. Real Ave have taken, from their home games, 13 points from seven. Um, Real Ave's home record in there has been all right. Um, you know, they've they've uh, beat Boa Vista, Porto Menense in there. Um They've beaten who else? Ferenci. Um, so they, they've been doing all right. Santa Clara, um, Pacos Ferreira are pretty poor away from home. Uh, they've, I think, I think, yeah, their 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 last four away games uh, have been losses. So they've got the one cup in there against Trefensi, Um, but they played bigger teams and they've lost. Um, the trend is a draw in this game, and. I just don't see it being that this time. I, I, I see Rio Ave going out and winning this um, because they have much more than Chavez did. They're also playing them 
instead of playing at Paco's Ferreira, they're playing at Rio Ave here. And I think getting the price of just under even money, six to seven, is, is good value here and, and will tide along the charity bet well. So um, I'm breaking all of the things that I should be doing, but um, at least it's not Hamilton Morton. Um, so, <laughs> Joey, what, what have you got to round us out? Yeah, so for uh, for my charity pick, I've got uh, going to be back in Turkey again. I think I've said that once Shock or twice. Order. Um, <laughs> and uh, this time I was hoping to try and bring this to the show as an outsider, but I think the best way to target this game specifically is with the team totals. And for this game, I'm talking about Kagam Rook traveling to Kasim Pasha. And I like over one and a half team total goals for Karagum Rook. You can get that at 2.1. So that match is going to be at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And Kasim Pasha are one of the bottom teams of the league. They're not quite in the bottom three or four, um, but they're a couple points outside. And Karagum Rook are a mid-table team. Nothing nothing too crazy if you look at it on paper. On paper. But Karagum Rook have actually been on a goal-scoring tear lately. And they've scored 27 goals in their last 10 league matches and 15 in their last five. Kasim Pasha are certainly no slouches, uh, conceding only 14 goals in their last 10. But they've conceded two-plus goals in four of their last five overall and five of nine home matches. While Kalagram Rook have scored two-plus goals in six of their last seven overall and five of their last seven away matches. As I mentioned, I love this as an outsider because Kalagram Rook have really been good at getting multiple goals and getting two goal leads and just absolutely suffocating teams with their press. And then they're catching them on the counter. And I think Kasim Pasha could definitely fall victim to that. And so ultimately why I like over one and a half team totals here is because I can easily see them getting at least one. And then as Kasim Pasha try to either push for an equalizer or go for a winner, they're more than capable and more than proficient enough to capitalize on the uh, counterattack. And I hopefully am expecting this to come in sooner rather than later because Kagram Rook have just been attack, attack, attack. They have just been ruthless. They're going after it for the first whistle. So hopefully we can get one in the first half and then a second in the shortly after the break um, or even two in the first half. Who knows? I'd be I'd be happy with two in the first half. Joey, one of my favorite things, I just this is this is just on the podcast. One of my favorite things on the podcast, right, is you are Definitely the only guy that looks at some of these bets, right? Mm. So team totals. And it's when Andy tries to price it at the moment. So if you're on Patreon, you will see the video here when Joey says over one and a half team totals. I just see Andy going like uh, typing in the background, shuffling through tabs at the same time. And he was like, it's my favorite bit of the show because I wait until whatever it is. And I like it when it's even like over one and a half and something else. And I'm like, yeah, Andy's going to be he's in the background trying to set up. But I think this I is was a great so pick. close to try and bring in like a double chance <laughs> both to score or like a, anything. Like both teams scored over 2.5. I was like, no, I'll try and be nice to Andy, but I can't make it that easy. No, you, you can also bring some value. You gotta bring some spice to the charity bag. That's good. It's that was easily it's... one of the best uh priced odds yeah. that I love for the weekend. You're, you're getting six to five on that uh bet three six five, which is the same as, as Arsenal. Um six to five. It's Gordon with the under even money pick here doing the charity. Was, I got mine in last week though, so don't worry about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the charity travel this week is wins for Arsenal in Rio Ave. And over 1.5 team goals for Faith Karagumruk in their Fakti game away. Faith Karagumruk. 
in away at Casson Passa. So, and that comes out as seven point nine five to one. So hopefully we've got eighty nine pound fifty winging its way to a charity next week. That's it. That's the show. We have a Facebook group. Come along, join the conversation, be part of it. Um, you can also give something back to the podcast and support us by becoming a member of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon for £6 a month. Um, you support us and you also get the early release video podcast, a special middle section each week, all the podcast picks written down each week in a handy cheat sheet format. So give something back to the show and you also get something in return. Thanks to everyone that's already a member and thank you to everyone for listening. Gordon, Joey, it's been a pleasure. Good luck this weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.